Hey everybody, this is Rob. I just want to put a little precursor to this. We were having some mic problems, so I apologize now for the audio of the upcoming episode. I couldn't clear it up. So I blame the AC unit. So that's what we're going to stick with. All right, bye. Welcome everybody to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob and that was really dang loud. Yeah, maybe. I may need to back up a little bit from the mic. <laughs> back off a lot. I mean, hey, hey, I can't go in the other room and record. There, there's restraining orders in a lot of places, but okay. Hey. Yeah, you're safe down here. All because of that one time at the bar. <laughs> right, you're right. It happens. Yeah, they didn't like the dress I was wearing. I just made them excited and seen about it. Big deal. Hey, right, yeah, what are you yeah. going to do? Well, it's not as bad as you showing up as in with a tutu in a bar. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, what are you supposed to do? Whatever makes you feel comfy. Tutu Tuesdays, man. That's just <laughs> how I read that. <laughs> and it was, it, it was just well, somebody nothing, with a stutter new. putting the sign up. Like well, that. It was like Thong Thursday. <laughs> there you go, yeah. They didn't like my leopard print. They didn't like my woolly mammoth ears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, was, how are you doing the this week, Mark? so small. Shut up. <laughs> It's not fun anymore. I'm going home. I'm going to take my trucks and go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Jesus. God damn it. I know. That went way off track right away. Yeah, we're, not, really we're not even talking about Welcome. elephants tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're not even dealing with mammoths. But we do have to make it a saying here because I'm sorry for all the background static noise you're in. My AC unit is acting really funky and it's just really loud. I can't figure out how to isolate the... Uh, sound out. Yeah. So I apologize Ed, to anybody listening to this. It may sound weird when we're not talking. But it might be better if we're not talking. Yeah. <laughs> they might enjoy the show. Our numbers fucking yeah. skyrocket. We're like, what? No, actually speaking of numbers, I've looked at our downloads and our average every two weeks is right around 400. Jesus. It's <laughs> it's getting bigger and I like it. We appreciate everybody that's listening yeah, to us. Yeah, no, that's pretty wide. It seems like a small number, but for us, that's a big number. We never expect to get more than 10. Right, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, it looks like, oh, yeah, our friends listened. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hope they tell somebody soon. It's been five years. You know, that's <laughs> kind of where we were planning on things, yeah. but, uh, hey. No, but we've had some other help, like if you listened to our episode last week, yeah. you've know, heard that we were out with General Lee, uh, Sir Raven Kiefer, New York Patriot, yeah. and Lux for Call It Rejects. That was the funnest thing yeah, I've, we've done in a long time. That was an awesome roundtable. Yeah, I think we were actually after that. We're going to go on with uh, General and, and I don't remember who Raven else was. Keith, Raven, yeah, yeah. Raven is going to stay on. 
and we're like, oh, yeah, no, we'll talk for a while. We're <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. And, yeah, no, our, our <laughs> phone is, you know, like on 20%. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, no, we're we not going to be able to hold on for that much longer. Yeah. Hang out, guys, but another time. Oh, uh, yeah. He's already asking for us to come back on there. We'll have to do that oh, soon yeah, again. No, it'd, it'd definitely be a good one. Yeah, it was fun. It was and actually, I didn't, did I tell you this? That, um, I think uh, New York Patriot wants us to be on his show. Oh, really? No, that'd yeah, be cool I think he, I, I'll talk to him about off air. Okay, yeah, no, that'd be great. So that'd be fun. So, really cool guys. Oh, yes, yeah, very cool guys. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Since it is after Labor Day, I hope everybody's deliver is okay. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's uh, not, everything went well over your four day weekend. Yeah. Or is it three day? It's three. Three, four, five, whatever. I just call it weekend now because I have my. Oh, I got, I got a story for you. My boss came into work today. Oh, crazy. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I got, I got pulls me, weighs me into his office. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I'm like, there's no room underneath the desk. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, no, that's not it. So I go in there and he's like, dude, I fell out of my bathtub last night. I'm like, starting laughing. It's like, how in the hell? Do, well, it may be in a little bit of knee braided. And oh, I'm like, shit. okay, I said, this is how this works. Usually you take a shower then to relax and you drink a little to relax but he's like tell me he was turning around to shit off and he turned around and he was going to take a step he took a step backwards and hit the lip of the tub and started falling out he grabbed his shower curtain he's like I'm just taking it out there for dear life and he's like then he hits the back of it his wife runs in he's like her first out are you dying are you dead he's like no oh we keep the kids god. out here fuck ass nigga oh my god no that'd be horrible yeah, uh, that would be horrible. I laughed the whole time he was telling the story. Oh yeah, like I'm this. like, you sure you don't didn't hurt yourself? No, I just got this little scratch my wrist. I'm like, after that, he's sitting in his office most of the day doing paperwork, and then he gets out. He's like, yeah, my back is kind of hurting. I'm like I told you. Yeah, right, right, right. It's, <laughs> well, boss is pretty awesome. Maybe not going to feel it right away, but it's going to be there. Oh yeah, it's just how it works. Then a scientist. I'm going to. Uh, everybody loves how much I like scientists and how smart they are. Yeah, right, right. They need to start watching Terminator because did you hear what the they're doing now? They actually have like four or five ghosts. It's called the Ghost Fleet for the Navy. Oh no! They have four or five like they're like uh, ships that are completely automated, part of the carrier group, but they're more like for hauling supplies and that, and haul supplies for like troops and that. Yeah. They have five of them now. They work completely autonomous. Oh no. And you know if that worked, some brilliant general with about ten stars on his shoulders would be like, let's put a gun on that. Oh, man. And that's how the apocalypse starts. I was going to say, the the very last day of August is actually the day Skynet went online. 29th. Yeah. There's 31 days in there. Oh, yeah, there's... Two days, well... Well, yeah. time of this will be twenty ninth is when Skynet went live. Just, just saying, uh, yeah, not the best time to be running your ghost fleet. <laughs> well, then the ghost fleet. Well, the ghost fleet would be happy because now there's actually reports of zombie sharks. You see that? Oh no! Yeah, there's a picture in the Sun magazine. It shows this picture of the shark, and he's got like a huge chunk. He looks about like a ten foot shark, ten twenty right, foot yeah. tall, but he's got a huge chunk on him, and he's still swimming around. Oh, no. Yeah, but the only reason they got this picture is because if you look at the picture, someone actually hit that shark. Had, they, they got him hook and line. Uh, yeah, and someone got a picture of it. It's like, zombie shark, he's still swimming around. I'm like, no, he's probably just out of the last, like, he's looking oh, yeah. for a free meal. But then again, I mean, it's. We, we have, like, the zombie beetles and shit that have been taken over. And Ants? No, they're, they're whole beetles that are completely eaten. 
Really? And, and is that the fungus ones? Yeah, they're just controlling them to get them where they need to be. Oh, that's so yeah, brilliant. Like their whole fucking back is gone. It's just an empty shell. But the legs are still And working. legs and that's like a that. functional did head. Did you see that what they're doing now? It's like um, necrobotics? Yeah. Fuck that shit. This, okay, it's folks, sorry. Cool. This episode, we're going to be talking about something, but I'm like, why would scientists want to do that? That's a very bad thing. Yeah, it's... Let's take a dead people, see if we can make it do things. Yeah. Scientists, you fucker idiots, need to start watching the zombie movies and robot movies, because they always usually yeah. bend, end badly for humans. Oh, yeah, they, they were, uh, yeah, uh, programming the dead spider carcasses. Yeah, it was like... To pick things up. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like, oh, yeah, they've got all this uh, gripping strength that we can't recreate. The claw! So, uh, <laughs> let's just uh, hook some electrodes up to uh, dead fucking spiders and use them to pick things up. No, let's fucking not, because that's horrifying. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They I must hate they... spiders. That's... It's a spider corpse, man. <laughs> you don't like spiders? Oh, I don't mind spiders oh, okay. at all. See, my but boss is I, I don't want a dead spider that you're controlling and, and picking yeah. things up with. <laughs> I don't need that shit. We got enough bad things going on. Well, oh God! Yeah, yeah. I don't need more dead spiders. Like the old claw game. Oh, oh, that's a new claw game. You just use a dead spider. Yeah, we're gonna have to use a, a, a fucking huntsman because we're gonna put some bigger stuff in there. <laughs> or the bird tarantula. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the big twelve-inch diameter fucking bird eating tarantula. Put small babies in there. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I ooh. Made it a little creepier getting the the old porn videos out of the the. Uh, I haven't seen one of them for a long time. Oh fuck yeah, no, they just who uses video? Let's be real. Oh, I collect videos. Look, I have a few, but only it's something I really, really want, and it's like, oh, I need to own that. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not paying yeah. twenty five bucks. I'm already paying all these other assholes five dollars at a time to stream shit. Or you just watch six minutes because you know you're only going to last two on Pornhub. Oh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I spend more time trying to figure out what I want to watch. Like, oh, no, not midgets. Oh, no. Oh, maybe that. Oh, now I'm fucking tired. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> I don't need that, man. I'm tired. <laughs> well, speaking of t- things and not midgets, <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking about Wendigos. Wendigos. Oh God! Somebody asked me. <laughs> I told somebody we were doing this episode. The first words out: "You have your son on there to destroy the name." Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. No. My wife is like, "You have your son back." I'm like, "No, that's it. That's in the conversation." <laughs> no. Sorry, the redhead is not coming around to come out and ruin the name. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, when you look up Wendigos, there is like a huge laundry list of different spellings and. and Kind of variations of Wendigo, Winchuck, things like that, and not even once does it have Wendigo in there, and he no. somehow manages to make a new think, enunciation for it. Well, it's like they actually found it kind of interesting. They have like plural versions of Wendigo. Yeah, it's Wendigog. Yeah, I'm like, which actually sounds scarier. Which man. actually makes me think. <laughs> You seen two of these fucking Right, right. Movies? You guys needed a plural version of this. Like one wasn't fucking terrifying. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. I think one is enough. Get our shit in, in order here and just keep with one at a time. Yeah. They're terrifying enough. No, but we'll let Marty start it off with the origins of it, then we'll go into some stories, and right. we'll see where it goes from there. No, my actual first uh, introduction to uh, Wendigos was in comics. They have a character. Oh, Wendigo. from Team Canada? Uh, Alpha Girl. That was Sasquatch. Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had Sasquatch. 
which I already knew what Sasquatch was. I was like, oh, cool, like a Bigfoot, cool. But uh, Wendigo was actually introduced in the 70s as a, a opponent of Hulks. And I learned about him mid-80s when they started throwing up against Wolverine. I was like, oh, what a weird fucking name, man. That's this really cool, big, hairy teeth, claws, just ripping shit up. And it was a little while later I'd see other stuff, like paranormal stuff, and they were talking about Wendigo. I'm like, are they talking about goddamn comic character for? What is this bullshit we're talking about? <laughs> we're, we're talking about real things like ghosts and UFOs, man. You're bringing in comics. And that's when I discovered it's like, oh, oh, Wendigo is based off of an actual thing called a Wendigo. Um, which is uh, uh, a mythological creature in the First Nations belief. Uh, I believe it's primarily the Cree and uh, Ojibwa. Ojibwa. Ojibwe, sorry. Yeah, Ojibwe. My my apologies on that one. But yeah, it's a... Uh, We're going to... Some of these Indian names, I'm... You know, oh, yeah, no, time, we may... I'm just like, no, I'm we just may, calling it. I don't want to say... That, I was going to say slaughter them, but I'm like, we're going to totally wreck it. <laughs> things are getting destroyed, man. We're sorry. <laughs> we're going to finish off the culture that apparently the white people started ruining. We're going to just destroy your language at this point, too. We're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we apologize. But yeah, no, um... And, and uh... This, this spirit is basically a, a, a hungry greed-filled spirit that lives out in the woods. Uh, the primary, from what I've found, the, the main origins would be basically like uh, the eastern Canada area, in through the Upper Plains, uh, the Great Lakes, and basically east coast over. And it's now there are stories from all over the place, but most of the main actually, ones... Actually, I'm trying to find up stories. I couldn't actually... Like, it's only like in national parks or places that yeah but there was an interesting thing about wendigos they only seem to come out in the winter time well see they are they're very much tied uh even if you look at the original uh first nations descriptions of of wendigos is they are have frozen hearts uh some of them actually the stories are they're actually completely frozen themselves they are almost ice uh all of them have the original stories all have glowing eyes, uh, the sharp teeth, and usually a yellowish, dead-looking skin on them, very gaunt, skeletal. Um, a lot of modern pictures of people putting up with Wendigos have antlers and things like that on it. That was actually added uh, later on by mostly Europeans that added their own things to the Wendigo spirit. But the original stories of it was basically a giant skeletal Excuse me. In its physical form. Oh, giant taco, skeletal. I had a cough. I see how you were. What? I was going to cough and you just like, pause. We gotta get just cough. Yeah, we got to get him just in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, skeletal glowing eyes, sharp teeth, tall, gaunt. Uh, they also would take on a black, almost uh, shadow shape as they would go through the woods. Now, what these things were believed to be was a, a spirit of, of greed and insatiable hunger and I think a lot of where that comes from with the the cold is a lot of these tribes were from the northern plains Canada where it is cold and (coughs) no now it's my turn yeah Uh, and food is scarce you got a hairball (laughs) I I probably do I got so many goddamn pets but yeah no it's uh and and food is scarce and and a lot of the stories of the Wendigo involve people in desperate need of food 
turning to cannibalism, which then invites the evil spirit of the Wendigo in, which then takes over that person, uh, and it becomes an insatiable hunger. Now, a lot of the early, early uh, folk tales of the Wendigo was once it took over and ate, it would become bigger, which then meant its hunger grew with the size, and so it had to eat more. But then that wasn't enough to cover the new size that it is until it just becomes this insatiable killing. So, machine. so it's kind of like me at two in the morning when I wake up and I gotta eat because I ate a whole bunch before I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm serious. I usually it's eat like, like oh, three or I four need some of these French twirl donuts. No, I'm serious, yeah. dude. I know. I've been at night. I've been trying to eat more at night so I can right. sleep through the night. It don't work that way because I'll eat like three or four peanut butter and mustard sandwiches Jesus. before I go to bed. I mean, just single slices, so basically yeah, yeah, four yeah. slices. I'm like, oh, I'm bloated, drink some milk, you know, get yeah. my stomach full. Yes. Thanks, Marty. <laughs> but no, like at about 2 o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up, God, I'm hungry. I'm like... Jesus, I'm, really? Yeah, I'm serious, dude. I'll wake up and I'm like, well, I'll make another sandwich. <laughs> I guess I better have some more peanut butter. Peanut butter. Sons of bitches. See, I usually use peanut butter because it calms me down and puts me back to sleep. I don't know why, but it always no. does. Uh, yeah, I'll just take like a spoonful of peanut butter if I have trouble sleeping. Just eat like a spoonful of peanut butter, then go lay down. It's like a spoonful yeah. of sugar. Yeah, right. <laughs> right out of Mary Poppins' but, big hole. But yeah, no, it's a, it, it's it's an evil, dark, mean fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of stories of, a lot of uh, warnings of like, hey, don't do this. Work together. Gonna be like this. Wendigo's gonna come, and everybody's gonna be in deep shit. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or like what you're talking about is like with the Wendigo psychosis. Yeah. That's basically somebody, because like you said, there's hardships during the winter. Yeah. And people would get stressed out about not having enough food. But there's like two really famous cases. Yeah. And one of them is, I'll read one off. One of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported involved a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Runner Swift Runner. Yep. During the winter of 1874, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son died. 25 miles away from an emergency food supply at a Hudson Bay company post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and his five remaining children. Given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runner was not a case of pure cannibalism as a, rela- as a last resort of vo- last resort to avoid starvation, but rather a man with Wendigo psychosis. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Port Saskatchewan. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, I know some people might say, well, Hudson Bay Company, they were uh, basically the hub up in that area of, of trapping and trading, and he is native and maybe didn't want to be there. He actually worked for them. He was a guide and a, a he actually, trader this, with those guys. So it's not like he would be afraid to go to their place go, hey, well, I need what, what this doesn't mention is he's went to that, he went to work several times throughout the whole yeah. winter. Yeah. And everybody else was like having a hard time getting food, and they're like looking. I'm like, God, you look He's pretty doing fit. pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. Every, all the other the other families up there were. Start. Everybody was was it was tight. Yeah, and it was. But he was going on there. Boot leather bullshit to keep yourself full. Yeah, and yeah, he was doing pretty goddamn well. He's like, you're in. looking healthy. You got you're putting on some weight. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not like it's like because it was about 25 miles away. Yeah, from where he lived, but he was continuing to go in. Uh, like do trading and, and shit and yep. talk with people because he was kind of a, a uh, 
he worked in trapping and trading with them and yep. kind of guided some people up to different places. And yeah, he uh, he was there many times where if it was we need some food, there was food there available. That's how a lot of those people were keeping going was, hey, we can spare this much this week for you. I wonder if anybody asked him, you got any meat around like a barrel? <laughs> Toothpick. No, I'm nope, serious. Nope, nope. I never thought about that. I'm like, this thing is always like, hey, we need some meat. Do you have any we can borrow? What if he gave him something? It's like, oh, oh yeah. Like, this is really good. Oh, that'd be messed yeah. up. That's what some. Hey, you know what that's called? Long pork. Yeah, right. I didn't know you guys had pigs oh, that's, over it's, here. It's, from a, it's, a, it's from a really long pig. It's long yeah. pork. About five foot four. Yeah, age 12 years. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Jesus, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I still, when it comes to cannibalism, I, I still have a feeling, because like, I, I like pork, but I can only eat so much of it, because it bothers with, with my body, my stomach. I'm sure you're also on dog. <laughs> it's probably it, too. <coughs> mm, God dang. But yeah, no, I, I have a feeling it is because we are so similar, that... that to some extent, I'm not sure how much we are supposed to eat pigs. I mean, I still do because fuck them. I'm going to eat bacon and sausage, but it does give me more issues than, say, beef or anything else. Yeah. But yeah, muscle-wise, we, we are very similar to pigs. Okay, kids got to talk about long pork. <laughs> right. But yeah, that, that is where the term long pork came from is because it, it is very similar <laughs> who would who had to be the guy to come up with that? I was like, oh, uh, well, today we're gonna see how just human flesh tastes in beef. Right? Yeah, it's more. Like, it's tastes more like pork, not chicken. I'm like, who the fuck came up with this shit? Clearly, I, I, yeah. Well, most foods, dude. When when you really go back through, it's like who's no. the one that decided that we were even gonna try to eat this or that? Yeah. Because it's like looking at a chicken, I wouldn't be like, mmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah, that. Uh, what, like everybody says, oh, this tastes like chicken. How do you know? Yeah, yeah. like, mm. Well, a lot of that, I think, too, it means it, it feels texturally more like chicken. And chicken's pretty bland. Oh, yeah, flavor-wise, I really don't like chicken no. at all. But so, texture-wise. It seems to me that you should be able to, you're the, you can actually kill a Wendigo. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh, it's like what, it's like the Bigfoot body. No one's brought one in yet. So. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's. I, I have to believe it, once it's taken over a person, there has to be a way to do something with it. You know what I mean? Spirit yeah. form, I don't know about that. No, because that's what the First Nation people believe. It's more of a spirit. Cause yeah. people, see, people can turn to Wendigo. It's just not from cannibalism, but it can be from like gluttony, like you said, like yeah. money. Like yeah, any type money. of greed. Any type of greed as well. Uh, basically, it, it, the way it seems is anything that promotes self as opposed to the betterment of the group is mm-hmm. potentially in danger of being hit by a Wendigo. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what's always been iffy with, with Wendigo for me. Not iffy, but, but really a lot harder to understand. Whereas a werewolf is a werewolf. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, but a Wendigo is like, oh, it's a spirit thing. See, Until it comes into possession of somebody and See. then it's still a Wendigo, but now you're just changing a person. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, if you look at it, there's kind of a close correlation between werewolves and Wendigos. Yeah, their stories seem to go side by side. Yeah, because you can basically, when an article here, a guy from How Wendigos Work by Lori L. Dove, it's like a wounded Wendigo simply regenerates. The trick 
to killing them is to employ silver bullets right. or pure silver blade or a stake and strike right through the Wendigo's ice-cold heart. Note, it is widely believed a silver-covered silver steel blade could work if you're in a pinch. Wow. What? I don't, I don't understand any of that. <laughs> First of all, if this thing's like, let's say, because if you go by legend, suppose that it can get up to 15 feet tall. Yeah. That's at the reach of like 40 feet, so... You could, if you got, unless you got a really long sword or a stake, yeah, yeah, or you catch it sleeping or napping, it ain't gonna happen. And and, and some of that stuff, looking in, I, I think a lot of those kind of things are stuff that the Europeans added. Which part? The silver part? The silver stuff. It says you uh, can uh, damage is three die ten. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's pretty damn good. That's better than the battle axe. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they they've got reach like a, a fucking yeah uh, bugbear, but. Uh, no, it's it's there's a lot of things that, like I said, have changed once the white settlers came over, and it's like they kind of started adding some of their own pieces. Like I said, the antlers to the the, the visage of the Wendigo was added after European settlers started coming up with sightings and and stories of this thing, and and a lot of the pieces that have been added are very much taken from other European type lore stuff. Yeah. And really the silver is, is one of them that has been added in. Um, not that the First Nations didn't use silver because they had silver oh, and, yeah. and worked yeah, yeah. with it. But it just it, it's stuff that it seems like it came in later from the original stories. Um, but it, it's after kind of learning about the one it's one of those that's always kind of fascinated me. Because it is just kind of a, a scary idea. And there have been a, a ton of different movies that have had their own take on, on Wendigo stuff. Yeah, generally was pointing out that I should watch Antlers. See, I, I want to watch it. The only place, unfortunately, to stream it right now is HBO Max. And I don't have HBO Max right now. Because, yeah, I was looking, I was like, oh, you can get it through Hulu. Through the HBO Max hooked to Hulu. I was like, fuck you, man. I don't want to pay another $10 for streaming bullshit. I was actually hoping Shutter would get a hold of it first, but I want to see it. Uh, probably my favorite, actually, Wendigo movie is Ravenous. Yes, I was gonna, just going to say that. It, that if you've that's, seen it. That's, yes, it's awesome. I try to tell General Lee you need to watch Ravenous because it's, it's more closer to what actual Wendigo psychosis is. Yes. Uh, it's fantastic. It came out what? Early two thousands, if that late nineties almost. No, it was it was after two thousand. But Ravenous is an it's, awesome, yeah, fantastic movie. film. Gets and yeah, that's basically what it is: is loosely taken off of stories that had come off of, of the out of the north. Yep, from the of, fur trappers and that. Yeah, fur trappers, and basically it's uh these these soldiers come into this fort. It's supposed to have a bunch of people in it, and nobody's there. There's like one guy, and, and they Indian. find one guy who's just kind of like hanging out doing fine he keeps coming up with stories of where everybody went and yeah it's uh it's wild it's a great film the coolest part about that whole movie is finally getting to see somebody caught in a giant bear trap yeah man that it's the coolest part such a fantastic film but yeah that is probably my my favorite actually of the more realistic end of of <laughs> did you remember the ending of it the ending oh, was yeah. awesome I'm yeah, like it's, oh this is a vicious cycle yeah it's a fantastic film it's one of those that I Wanted to see, didn't watch. Definitely it. do not watch it with it. kids around because it's pretty graphic. Oh yeah, no, it's it's not overly action filled movie, 
but it's kind of like a Del Toro film where when it does get violent, it, gets it comes brutal. out of nowhere, yeah, and, and it makes it even seem more brutal. It's like that's like the scene where it's like just toward the end of winter, and they're all yeah. sitting in that room. This this is a scene, folks. You have the Native American in there. You have him reading a book. This Native American female, she's knitting, and this other guy's reading a book in the room, and he's kind of watching him. All of a sudden, the main character slaps the books yeah. up. The, he goes, the guy pulls a gun, and Native American woman that's probably from you to me away, five feet away, pulls out a big knife and carries it down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> then the main guy gets up, smiles, and just walks back to his room. Yeah, just goes and sits down. Yeah, no, it, it's it's fantastic. There've been, like I said, there've been a lot of them. There's actually like two or three different ones entitled Wendigo. Oh. Uh, one is actually more of like a psychological. It's got one of the kids from Malcolm in the Middle in it. Like it was from quite a while ago, but it's actually more like a psychological where he's seeing the spirit of this Wendigo thing. A lot of different movies, and like I said, their own little takes on it. Yeah, uh, you get into the B movie ones where it's actually the big <laughs> antlered fucking Wendigo thing chasing people down, and those are fun on their own too. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, if you want to want a good uh, uh, kind of look at a case study of the Wendigo psychosis end of things. Yeah, Ravenous is probably your best bet. A, a really accurate yep. to, to what would be going on. But also, like, how, like we're looking up to, if you look up the Wendigo, you only come up with very, very few sightings. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah it's it's not going to be like like Dogman sightings and no, things like that, where it's just story after Rare story. and far, far between. The most common place I've heard of it being seen is like Rosho, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yep. These yeah, first time was started in like in the eighteen hundreds up to yep. nineteen twenty. The yeah. Wendigo was seen quite a bit, and the really funny thing is about this Wendigo was seen, and shortly after it was seen, there was a mysterious death afterwards. Yeah. It, it would be seen like every year. Yep, every year for almost and, like hundred and twenty years. Yeah, and somebody would end up dead. After and then it was seen. like nineteen twenty, it just stopped. stopped. It's just. No, it's it's done yeah, now. It's gone. It's, it's moved gone. on. Yeah, <laughs> moved up to Saskatoon or something, man. Yeah, no, it's a it's a kind of a crazy story. But even there, there isn't a whole lot of detail of what happened. Just kind of a basic account of hey, over all these years, we would have a rash of sightings, and then somebody would just end up dead. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like oh okay, and then yeah, when you start looking up how many years it went, it's like oh this. 120 years this, is a this long, is a long goddamn time where this has been going on every year. And a lot of people say, oh, it's just people like pharaoh people. And I'm like, but the funny thing is, Wendigo sightings are usually during the coldest months of the winter. Yeah. Uh, they seem to thrive in the cold. In that cold. And, and you, you think about it, if. Now, there are two ways to look at this. If you look at it as a, an actual uh, spiritual entity that is living off of that greed and that, wintertime is the best time to prey on people. You're isolated. Yep. Uh, it's, if you get, like, like some of those areas, you'll get a blizzard for a week, you know, and you're, you're stuck somewhere. For We're going to get them time. this year. We're going to get eight feet of snow this winter, but I'm thinking it probably. We're going to be, like, 1966 in South Dakota. That's what it's going to be like this year. It'll be, yeah, it'll be, well, even, like, uh, 96. Yeah. 97. Or Either way, let's get back on that. They don't want to hear but about yeah, that. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> You have people that are, are desperate, and it's a good place to uh, go in and, and wreak your havoc. Like, like we said, there's a lot of different uh, entity-type things that, I think, feed on different emotions. They will well, go to those places. Yeah, it also talks about some of the abilities of the Wendigo. It can mimic loved ones, like past, yeah. present, 
Like it's like most of the cow things that make it sound like for a child crying in the woods yeah. to draw you out. Yep. It's like it kinda sounds like what Bigfoot does occasionally, mimics things like yep, birds. Right, right. But this is more like, Yeah, come on, there's a child out here so I can eat you. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot uh, I don't think eats people that much. It, it you know, well it brings you out to that point and uh, you know, takes control. To go That's kind of like how it's supposedly people. supposed to drive you mad too. It's like, yeah, like you're. Let's say you have a sister or something that you know is there, but you're like, John, come outside, John, and yeah. you're like, you know, she's not there. And you go outside, you don't see anything. It just slowly drives you insane. Yeah. Now the other idea on that is if you go by this is a strictly uh, psychological and and kind of a moral type myth story and not real. Is it is it is winter time. This is when, when people, again, are in that desperate point where maybe they are seeing things or a little more susceptible to being a little stir-crazy if locked up in wherever you're at. Yep. You can't get anywhere. Um, and, and like I said, a lot of them, it was kind of used as a, as a moral guide like we do with kids and monsters even now. Yeah, the isolation thing, it's, like, very common among a lot of these Wendigo cases. Yeah, and then that's... I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know there are a lot of people that, that put the modern spin of psychology onto to some of these... a lot of these stories, even putting it, like I said, as kind of a, a metaphorical story to, to teach a lesson. It, but they don't really... A, a lot of First Nation stories aren't like that. They do have a few. Yeah, but, but for the most part, when they're talking about shit they saw, it's shit they saw. Yeah. Like, I, to me, it, it, it is an actual thing. There is something because out I'm, there. I grew up on a farm. This, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's an isolation thing. I think people may actually be seeing this creature. Oh, yeah. Because I grew up on a farm, and I can remember sitting in the winter in our farmhouse, no power for like two, three days, right. reading by candlelight. And my mom actually got mad at me because she's like, "Quit breathing out of your nose!" Because I had a my nose had been broken, uh, <laughs> and I had, I'm like, "It's so quiet in the house; you can hear somebody breathing." But yeah, yeah, it's just like the isolation thing. You just get used to it. I prefer, no offense, I can sit in a isolation. Yeah. I don't need my phone with me all the time or something. I can just sit in a room. If you give me a book, I'm good. Especially during the winter. Oh I, yeah, no, I. I think it's actually not a. Some of it may be a psychosis. As, I think there there is always some. But not every case. Yeah. I, I think this is a creature that maybe doesn't... It, it isn't something that regularly has to be, like, feeding and preying on stuff. I, I think just the areas that it typically is in... Yeah. Which is, you know, a little more isolated areas. It, it doesn't have to thrive on that constantly. Even, say, something like a Pennywise, where it's 27 years, it actually comes out and kind of hits hard... And it's something like that where it's like, okay, I'm getting fucking hungry. Speaking of Pennywise, you've seen the movies um, Pet Cemetery, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you know that's a Wendigo movie? Yeah. Okay, I did it. I just can't watch because I can't. Yeah, it's kind of part of the backstory. Oh, I can't deal with that movie anyway because there's that scene where the little kids underneath the bed and cuts that guy's Achilles tendon. I'm like, that, I'm like I can't yeah, do that. I can't do that. Gabe, I think Pet Cemetery is pretty tame. Gabe, I can't take Gabe when he whoops ass. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, ugh. yeah, no, they, they they brought more of it into the remake that they did. Well, they did. They kind of mentioned more of kind of like the backstory of the, what the cemetery originally was, which was a Micmac tribe cemetery, 
that eventually got taken over by something, and that's what cursed it, which is why things come back and it say Wendigo Spirit. It's okay. what actually brings it up. So I didn't read it. I had no want or desire to read that story or even uh, watch the movie. Yeah. I, uh, I watched the movie like this. Yeah, really? like, okay, I can see a little bit through my fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. I like I like both versions, actually. Pet Cemetery 2 was shit. Just ignore that fucking pile <laughs> of shit. But the, the original one that they put out, the remake, and then the original book, was really, really See, because I don't, I don't actually, I don't think it's a spiritual creature, because I agree with the first age people, they probably actually did see something, yeah. because spiritual beings don't leave footprints. There's actually been reported Wendigo tracks. Yeah, yep. And it's just like, yeah, it's like that meme you're seeing out, you have a human footprint, bird footprint, Bigfoot footprint. What the fuck, run footprint? I'm no, pretty sure that's yeah, the way yeah, to go right. footprint. <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it was something much like it, man. The the northern Rougarou, man. Just no, get the fuck out. Yeah. No, it, it, it's something that is like I said, it, it's so hard to define because we don't have a lot of investigation into it. We don't have a lot of firsthand stories of it, and there is such an intermingling of the the mystical aspect of it and the physical aspect. But yeah, it, it makes it really difficult to kind of pin down a- any solid stuff on a Wendigo. It's, oh, there's so I, much I, intermixing of the ideas. I beg to differ. <laughs> I imagine you have plans and an idea. I do have plans and plans here. It, it, it's, it, it's something that we don't, like I said, we don't have a lot of stories or first-hand incidences. A lot of the stories we do have are late 1800s. Earliest ones uh, are like 1920. Yeah, and, and uh, everything else is just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure I saw a Wendigo. Or they're stories that are complete fictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are really good, but but they're not real sightings. Unlike Bigfoot, we have a lot of sightings of things. Dogmen, we have a lot but of sightings on things. I think we have sightings. We just, this goes in my, I'm going to kind of touch on my theory I got toward the end of the program. I think we do have sightings of the Wendigo. We just don't know what we're looking at. I call bullshit, sir. I call I got a damn good theory. You're going to be like, oh, <laughs> I, shit. I, I'm going to tell you I've got a multi-page fucking theory. It's only 12 points. Have, uh, it's only 12 points. PowerPoint. It's only 12 points. I'm going to make you watch PowerPoint next <laughs> time I do a theory. <laughs> it's going to be good. We're going to put that up on our Instagram. Everyone's going to be sitting through this. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's one of those that is kind of stayed on that fringe. Uh, it gets mentioned in different shows. Uh, like I think we mentioned it, X Files. Uh, all these different shows actually touched a little bit into it, but we don't have a whole lot to go on. See, I think they need to put their finger and their fist into it a little bit deeper, and they could find the truth. Like they got fisted. They got oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm on board with the, the uh, because actually in Europe has sightings of Wendigos. Something like it, yeah. Yeah, the Krampus. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would be really close to what a Wendigo is in our. You think about it. Yeah. Also, if he only shows up in the winter, yeah, he's the empty Santa Claus. So yeah, that'd be really Santa Claus. Did work for him. Yeah. Yeah. But Krampus, if you look at, he would be a correlation to the Wendigo. Yeah. And there's also other Native Americans where they talk about uh, Wendigo type creature, but they consider like a troll, but they come on like bad children, basically similar to Krampus. Yeah. 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 Maybe Wendigo is like little kids and they eat. They're tender or something. <laughs> just to be clear, I don't diddle kids. Uh, I just, I just but, eat them. <laughs> I put them in the sack and I beat the shit out of them. Yeah. 
tenderizing. We don't call it that, man. <laughs> we don't call it that. No, I, man, I can see some of that. Yeah, and maybe, or maybe that's where, like, with Krampus, when the Europeans came over, that's where they got the antlers from because right. Krampus has horns. <clears throat> and maybe that's yeah, they might have mixed in some of that. Yeah. But, yeah, there's nothing saying it can't be a similar creature. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have a lot of similar animals in different locales where it's like, oh, this type of deer is very close to that, but they're clearly different, different. but similar. You can yeah. see them, and, and they are really, really closely related, but not exactly the same. I can see that. I'm gonna yeah, rip, I think there is something there. I'm going to rip out my AC unit because this background noise drives me insane. Yeah. I apologize again, folks, you listen to this. That background noise for my AC unit, it's hot in here, so I can't help it. I am sorry. Hopefully we can get it worked out better by next week. I would like to apologize for making it so hot in here. Um, you're not, not because hot. I'm a Marty, you are not hot. because hey. I'm fat as fuck. You're not hot. You're a lot of day. <laughs> You're sexy. <laughs> That's sexy. and sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> <Nah>, it's uh, <laughs> God damn it, man. How do, how do you make uh, Wendy go sexy? Here we are. But yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, it, it's it's one of those creatures that has always kind of fascinated me, but not taken a, a full center stage because it is really hard to look into this thing. Yeah, because there just isn't shit out there. No, there isn't. That's why I'm like, I dug and dug for like two weeks to find oh, something. Yeah. And it took me a while to come up with my theory. I'm going to throw out everybody at the end. Well, I was saying, I think we've actually been kind of uh, rolling this show around for a few weeks. Yeah. I and mean, we've mentioned uh, Wendigos in older shows. Just in passing. In, yeah, in periphery of something else. But uh, yeah, we there just isn't a whole lot of like cool stories like I said of realistic cool oh, stories after this one I may have an origin story for it after oh. my theory I may have an origin story <laughs> we have the prequel coming yeah the prequel to the Wendigo story <laughs> episode one <laughs> well the Wendigo menace if we have no more to talk about because we're just what do you, uh, I don't know the Wendigo it's, like you said it's so hard to find any information on the internet that is yeah. the same exactly you got Swift Runner you got that uh, who's the other guy Jack Fiddler yeah they're the Fiddler two, case that's they're the only two cases of Wendigo psychosis you can find out there yeah unless you go to Hollywood then you have like Antlers and Ravenous yeah, right right and, and a bunch of the B grade movies like I said there's it, a lot of and a lot of it's like just in passing little stories you find of like oh yeah my great grandmother saw this shape out by there and everybody felt weird and then we just all stayed inside yeah and that because you do find a lot of the actual because these things really are based around First Nation stuff yeah these ones are I think more closely tied in, into their history and past than say Bigfoot or any of that mm. Um, and I like with the First Nation do this almost like trying to get them to talk about this I'm exactly. assuming exactly. it would be almost as hard as getting a Navajo Nation's person to talk about skinwalkers yes uh, I was just going to say a, a lot of First Nation people when you get into some of this stuff that is on that verge of like oh that's bad shit they tend not to tell anybody they don't even talk usually amongst themselves really because these stories because they believe that if you mention the name yeah. of it it draws attention to yourself yep it, it will bring and it i'm not i you. can't you can't fault them for that no i i, I, I it's it's frustrating because it's like man i bet there is a lot of cool stories you go up to uh some of the uh reservations in canada yeah. i imagine there's a lot of crazy shit those guys have seen mm-hmm. not just wendigo but other weird shit when you get into some of that heavily wooded areas of Canada um, but they are not we're never going to hear those stories no okay, they are not going they're certainly not going to tell 
some white guys, uh, you know, this fucking story that is so tied to their belief system, spiritual closeness of things they have. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I can't. I can't blame it all because most white guys are assholes. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) What bad have white guys done to you? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Well, we're just going to leave. Yeah, we'll just shut up now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to buy some stuff at that store, and we're going to. We're going to head back south again. Yeah. So, do you want to hear my theory about what I got thinking going on? Uh, yeah, marble-headed head of mine. One point A, B, C. Oh, it's only a, it's one through twelve. Oh, okay, there's no sub point. No, there's no. I Maybe. couldn't figure out how to do that. Next time I have sub point. <laughs> so I'm I could still I could I could condense this sheet down to like half a page. I know what's the fun in that. Okay, point number one. You've heard of pale crawlers, right? Or what yeah. people are calling the rakes. I believe they are sub-adult Wendigos because you know they're seen during the summer. They're pale, yeah, and they give off like the Wendigos have been known to give off like it makes you anxious and you don't yeah. feel like somebody's gonna harm you. These rakes or pale crawlers give off that same vibe, but they're only seen during the summer. Right, Wendigos have been reported to give off the same vibe, but they're only seen during the winter. Two pale crawlers and rakes are usually seen. During the, I already said that already. Basically, they're only seen. Wendigos have what I've already said on the ship. So now, Wendigos, the adults, hibernate during the spring and summer. That's when the pale crawlers come out. And vice versa, the pale crawlers hibernate during the winter until they reach adult age, where they travel up north. Number four, the reason for adult Wendigos wearing antlers and animal pelts is to show off its proudness to, po- proudness to, proudness to possible mates and intimidate other smaller males that be, may be looking to challenge. Because yeah, they're always depicted like they have some type of like animal yeah, skins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, uh, even in the the older stories, they range from being uh, just like cadaverous skin mm-hmm. to having uh, fur, mm-hmm. which uh huh. See, see, they could be just a pale crawl that's grow all grown up, right. and it's going. I'm gonna find me a girlfriend, or whatever. But then, no, my, that made me think: What's a female Wendigo look like? I came up with these possible ideas. I actually came up with three after thinking about it, but the possible one could be the Negan. See, now follow me on this. The Negan, this creature is most notable mentioned as a large whale like humanoid, roughly 30 to 65 feet long. Okay, that's when they live in the ocean. But the Negan was first reported in Japan by 2002 and again in 2005 was supposedly seen by a person that captured this big 30 to 65 foot thing on Google image. This creature has also been reported in a smaller bipedal form, roughly 78 feet tall. So, or could this be a totally, either this is a female Wendigo or could be a totally different cryptid. Right. Not the Negan, so cold they're all the the bipedal ones are during the winter and they're seen in cold parts of the world this name sucks <laughs> just gonna say yeah the tupi lock this creature has been reported throughout greenland and in the arctic circle oh. there are several interesting things about this creature i'll, I'll spell it the same it's t-u-p-i-l-a-q mm-hmm. i would say that but sometimes it's, it is sometimes seen as an artificial construct made from animal bones, human skin, dark magic, and even occasionally the corpses of children. Uh. <laughs> this version is this is all then combined and put into the sea, where the top tuliqua goes after its intended victim. This version is used in witchcraft practices, but in some Inuit cultures, it is told to be an invisible but vengeful spirit that draws people 
to it by mimicking other people. Mm. So it could be a mixture of those two. Mm. Then you have my third possibility, what a mate for a Wendigo could look like. And this makes a lot of sense. Not deer. Have you ever heard of them? You're giving me a confused look like you haven't heard mm, about sure. not deer. They just been, they're making the rounds now. Basically, not deer is there's stories out there of these what look like regular deers. Also, for there's two things that's really weird about them. First, you know, most deers have eyes on the side of their head, kind of. Yeah. These have front facing eyes like a predator. Oh. And they walk around two legs. Oh. And they've been known, there's actually a couple stories out there where there's hunters in a stand, he goes to shoot one. And he sees these other, like, he's getting ready to shoot this deer. All of a sudden, four deer come out. And he's like, oh, I get my pick. All of a sudden, the four deer attack this other deer by standing up and beating the shit out of it oh, and eating oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, there's a lot to this not deer. It's like the Wendigo. Yeah. There's, there's stories out there that are really like, what the fuck? Right. And uh, these not deer, so that could be a mate. Oh, so. Jesus. See now, this I figured out where most of the I figured out where all our Wendigo signs are going to come from. Now I got to look at location of where the most Wendigos are hiding come from this area. I deem this area Triangle Lake of the Woods Triangle. I'll follow oh. here. Okay. Lake of the Woods is a massive wilderness area on the Minnesota Canadian Canada border. Yep. It's a destination for a lot of muskie walleye fishermen and even a few big game, big game hunters looking to bag a moose or black bears. The three points of the triangle, this Lake of the Woods Triangle. The first one is Rousseau, Minnesota, where a Wendigo was reported roaming the countryside from the 1800s to 1920. After each sighting, a death occurred. We already mentioned that. Yeah. The other one is Baudet, Minnesota. Oh, Baudet, yeah. Where trappers have, over the years, reported weird tracks that have been contributed to Wendigos. Oh, during the really? Wendigo. Yep. And the last place, I know you didn't know this, of the Lake of the Woods Triangle is Kenora, Kenora, Ontario, Canada. This city is a self-proclaimed Wendigo capital of the world. Oh. Really? Yeah. But if you look at the Lake of the Woods, my triangle yeah. there, it's got everything. It's got water, heavy oh, forests. Yeah. It's actually got plains. I believe that's where the, that's that's a new triangle, like in our whole crypto world, the Lake of the Woods Triangle. That's where the Wendigo is mostly sighted, is up in that country, Ontario. Mm-hmm. If you look at the map of Minnesota... It's got that where that part kind of goes up. That's yeah. all Lake of the Woods stuff. And it's thick. We've driven up there. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, I know uh, Baudet and uh, Arasso. Interesting. Yeah. But I think that's where the wind goes from because why, why would any town want to make itself a self-proclaimed Wendigo capital of the world unless there was more sightings up there that is just not coming out to the public. Right. I, mean, it, I can't go to Canada, I don't think. I need to check my passport. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's one thing if you're Point Pleasant and you have a big story of Mothman in there, and you use that as a tourist destination. But you have you have this place, which there are no big stories that I am aware of that have come out in that area for well, for eighty uh, some years, almost hundred years, and, and now they're like, yeah, no, we're the Wendigo capital, man, like. You're and but that's, that, that's like shooting yourself in the foot because Lake of the Woods is a high destination for walleye fishermen. Oh fishermen. yeah, yeah, that no, is a top tier place to go in Canada. Lake of the Woods, yeah. Minnesota. Yep. Why would you promote yourself as being the Wendigo capital of the world? Right. It, it doesn't make sense. Like I said, if you had a big story to then use that to draw people in for tourist shit, 
But you have no other story behind that other than we've just proclaimed where the, the capital yeah. Unless, you know, in the 20s, 2020s, it's been 100 years since it was last night, and all of a sudden we're going to get more. If we, it, right. Because it slept for 100 years. Because I, I believe the Wendigos kind of probably hibernate for long periods of time. Yeah. Because you notice how, like, the rake, everybody says the rake or the pale crawler is just a new thing of, like, from Creepypasta. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It actually was showing up like when the pilgrims came over. There was yeah. reports of it. Yeah, stories of these weird white. Pale, yeah. yeah. So that makes me think them are the sub adults that once they hit a certain age, they're mature. They have to go north to right. try and stake out a territory or try to take over where older Wendigos has. And a lot of them die. So it's a really slow process to keep that population up there. Right. They got animals hibernate for like whatever months out of the year. Maybe Wendigos hibernate for like a hundred years. Right. And they come back and they're like, yep, I need to eat. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, you know, a, a, a Pennywise theory, or even like Jeepers Creepers, where it rests for X amount of years, yep. and then it's like, okay, I need shit. <laughs> Let's go see who's moved in. Oh, look at that guy over there. He looks <coughs> he looks like he's got a good, tasty family. Let's no, but that's what there. I think is going on with the Wendy Globe, because it just threw me off, because I was doing research, and it's like, Kenora proclaims itself Wendy Globe. Yeah. Why? And then, like, oh, Kenora, I'm like, that's your really small town. No, it's a big fucking town. Yeah. It's like, I got, I got population wise here. I was going to say, in, the, in all the stories I was looking up, that town is never brought up into any of these stories at all. Let's see, population. Because originally, the town, in 1882, the original town, name of this town was Rat Portage. Hmm. Then in 1905, it changed its name to Kenora. Um, population, population. 2021. Well, about the size of Watertown, a little bit smaller than Watertown, 14,967. Yeah, so it's not, you know, super tiny. No, Aberdeen sized. So. Oh, man. Yeah, that's. Like I said that name never came up in any. Do more digging, dude. Do more digging. I mean, as far as, like, stories of stuff, there's nothing I heard come out of that area. No, they're not stories, but it's just... It, it's weird. There's got to be some reason. So we need a trademark, Lake of the Woods Triangle. <laughs> this is ours now. Yeah, this is ours. This is our podcast, Lake of the Woods Triangle. There you go. We do have a triangle in our yeah. symbol. Yeah, we just do. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. We coined that, so you can't steal it, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's interesting. Because it's really weird, too. I can go to Canada. So, well, I've talked to outfitters, like there's an outfitter show, and they're like, yeah. they're really close-slipped, all except for that one guy I was talking about. Yeah. And the one guy I was talking to, he got really shifty-eyed and looked at me like I knew something when I asked him a few questions, and he's like, no, no, I haven't seen that, I haven't seen that. I'm right. Like, I'm, I said, I'm there to spend money, and you think you'd want me to entice me to go with your outfitter? Right, if this is clearly something I'm interested in. Yeah, you can lie to me at least. Then I would know because he's like the bullshit meter would go. Psh. Oh when yeah, he, yeah. When when he wasn't telling anything, I was like, "Who bullshit meter?" Like, You're lying. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like absolutely. Out. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I uh, can't. The guy is so busy there, the outfitter with the reports and that. He's right. like, he's just so busy. I don't want. I feel. I don't want. It's like I don't want to intrude on his business. Right. I'm like, we have to waste an hour, two hours just talking. He can be making yeah, money. Yeah. You're you're making money here as opposed to just entertaining. Two Plus, his wife wasn't very impressed that he was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way. I was gonna say yeah, it sounded like his wife wasn't super thrilled with that uh, idea. No, 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 you're not. But it'd be interesting <laughs> shit, man. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, like I said, it's this time is, is definitely money to him. 
mm-hmm. the time he would spend here talking to us, he's not making money. Man. No, <laughs> he's not making no. shit. We really aren't making money with the time you're spending time. We're we're entertained, and a lot of people are going to be interested. But so yeah. that's that's your program. You got you have to go to Kenora, Ontario, Canada. Uh, apparently, man, I gotta. I, and I have you come back with a chunk missing out of you. We know what happened. Hey, right? Yeah, because I. I my, my wife actually has a friend up in Canada. We, she was actually over in Chicago with us when we were out there this summer. I wonder how far off, because she lives right off on a reservation up north of, of here. I wonder how close she is to Kenora, maybe. Kenora is a ways up there, looks like. Yeah, she lives a way up there, too. Oh. So she's, <laughs> she's dating her brother, you say? to Toronto and down into Chicago to get in Oh, there. so she's definitely dating her brother. No, nah, nah, he's a cool guy. So oh, okay. Well, that's nice to think say about her brother. Right, you know, family's family, man. Mm-hmm. Keeps you warm but, in the winter. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Keep the wind to go away. Climb into bed with me. <laughs> sure thing, Pa. But uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, man, I'm gonna have to look and actually see where that's at. That'd be interesting to actually go up there and see if they've got like some cool shit, even if it's like kind of bullshit kitschy or whatever. You know, yeah, 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 kitschy shit they want to sell me. It's like. I'll buy that Wendigo statue. Yeah. I just about spent 40 bucks on a, on a stuffed fucking... Uh, I don't want to hear spent 40 bucks on a stuffed something. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not a Cthulhu, but... Uh, uh, Chupacabra. Oh. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, that looks so adorable. It's like, oh, I don't want to spend 40 bucks on that. Yeah. I'm a cheap bastard, man. That's really what it boils down to. <laughs> Yeah. So if we got, so if we got, what? So basically, let's go with what's your opinion. You think what to go is? I I think it is a real, it is a real entity up there. I I don't know exactly what it is. Like I said, it's it's been one that is for over twenty years has has evaded my ideas of what it could be. Uh, But I I think there is something there that they've been seeing, and and I do believe it it probably does go on kind of a, a cycle. Of activity and non-activity, yeah. Uh, but what it actually is, I honestly don't know. It's one of those where I'm like, I, I got no real uh, solid. Like, okay, I think this is what it is. I honestly don't know. I, I think I, it's kind of elusive. I, I do trust in their stories that it's probably not something you want to mess with. Yeah, uh, I think so. so <laughs> I'm gonna go. There aren't any real happy stories like you have with like Bigfoot or anything where it's like no he just made some noises and walked away it's like no I killed my whole family and now I'm going to sit in jail that's really how the the Wendigo stories seem to end yeah so yeah I would have to agree with you on what exactly would say my point of view is pretty much the same as yours yeah it's just there's something out there it's it's a lot of it some of it may be somebody losing their shit during isolation but I think there's actually a physical creature out there because the first nation people Say they tell you what they see, and yeah. they saw something that they depicted. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that like the the people that go crazy and it's gotten the label Wendigo put onto it doesn't necessarily mean it was a Wendigo. It's sometimes just somebody going crazy. Yeah, you know we we've seen that even here in the U.S. with different things where it's like, oh, that's gonna make people kill. No, that person's already nuts. Yeah, that just happened to be the thing they were into where they triggered and went nuts. It had nothing to do with that at all. They're that, already that, crazy. That reminds Things me, since you're talking about crazy people, with, since you and me both play D&D, yeah. I haven't played it any recently, but you're running a group right now. Right. Where's it, 
the movie Tom Hanks' first movie. Yes. Uh, what's the end of the movie? Uh, Rona Jaffe's Mazes and Monsters. Yes. That is actually what brought D&D into the limelight. It's evil. Yes. Yeah. And Tom Hanks, that was his first role. Yep. Yeah. It, it's it's really a, weird seeing him in that movie, man. It's actually a really fun movie, as long as you understand the, the propaganda behind it. Yeah. Because, yeah, the whole thing is pretty much just like, you're going to go crazy and kill people if you play this But game. then then the government got involved with its infinite wisdom, and they actually told people the correct answer this time. They did like a 20, 25-year study. Oh, yeah. And they're like, yes, our, we finally concluded our study on D&D. And it's good for people. Yeah, it's great. Uh, anybody who plays, we'd like to sign you up. Yeah, we want you to join the... Yes, we would like you to join because yeah, yeah. you think outside the box. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. you can get along with anybody, at least you try to, or if not, you just kill them. We kind of like that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a prime example of... of Propaganda. It doesn't matter what your trigger is. Some people are just going to go crazy. It exactly. could be into My Little Pony. If they go crazy, that's what their, their trigger is. Yeah. I mean, it's doesn't mean the, the object, activity, item, whatever it is, is evil. It just means some people are fucking crazy. It's just how it is. And they can't deal with high-stress situations. Yeah, some people just And snap. being locked up in the winter, isolation, oh, yeah. around the same people is high-stress well, situation. Like I said, my, my wife is one who hates winter. I love she it. Hates it. I, I fucking love fall and winter. We're kind of bigger guys, so yeah, we're, well, yeah, we're built I mean, for yeah, it. I can much better deal with cold. But yeah, I'm like, oh, if I hear the wind start howling and shit at night, I'm like, oh no, I hope the blizzard doesn't come and I don't go to work tomorrow because I'm perfectly happy sitting inside, playing games, watching a movie, wind and shit whipping around my house, listening to it. It's super relaxing to me. I don't mind being stuck in. No, I don't uh, for either. months at a time. I'm cool with it. I'm yep. like, I got plenty of shit here to do. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, some people See, just don't See, thinking about it like being locked in, could the shiny kind of be a Wendigo possession type movie? It could be. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of movies that are like with Wendigo type movies. Right, yeah. The most yeah, popular yeah. one now is like Antlers. Right, right. And I'm like, as soon as I saw that Antlers, I'm like, yeah, it's a Wendigo movie. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, when it was first... Well, it was first dropping like 18, 2018. 19, around yeah. there, it was supposed to come out. Early 2020, it was supposed to hit. And something else came and took over, so it really didn't go into theaters when it was supposed to. No. And then it just kind of dropped off. And I've been trying to get a hold of it somewhere. Can't find it on video. Uh, <laughs> the only place I can find it streaming is HBO Max right now. I'm just like... <sighs> yeah, I really want to see it really bad. It looked really, really good. Alright, so we're babbling about the same movies again, folks. So, yeah, have you got anything wonderful for these folks out there? I haven't really got nothing. Alright, well, I have nothing either. So, you folks have a good week. Hopefully, everybody had a good Labor Day, and we'll see you next week. Bye, folks. Shut up.